This is the Capness HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Capness. Hello, and welcome to Capness HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Capness. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com, cabinetshr.com. Audible has over 108,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player. Our guest today is Rob Catalano. Rob, are you ready to be great today? I am. Rob is passionate about helping companies succeed by leveraging technology to make employees successful. With his unique experience in HR technology as a founding employee at Achievers, Rob co-founded WorkTango, software that helps give employees a voice and companies actionable insight. He has recently been named a, as a 2018 top global employee engagement influencer, has had the privilege of speaking over 30 cities the past three years, and loves the opportunity to connect with passionate HR leaders across the globe. He's an avid hockey and volleyball player, traveler, and his own terms of pornoholic. He collects loyalty points for everything and anything. Rob, thank you for being here today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jason. So, Rob, so what's keeping you busy today? Oh, busy. You know, it's been busy just with growing Work Tango in terms of new customers we're having on board, launching some really great programs. I find most of my time sitting with customers, chatting with them most days, and today was no different. So, Rob, how does Work Tango work for employees and supervisors? What benefits do both of the groups get out of Work Tango? Yeah, so basically what Work Tango is, a tool that helps give employees a voice, a safe place to provide their feedback, but more importantly, give leaders actionable insight into their business. Um, so really what it does from an employee standpoint, it does allow them to have a voice on a more frequent basis. Your companies are moving away from doing annual engagement surveys or getting feedback on a very infrequent basis. So it's giving employees more of a frequent way to provide that feedback. And what's interesting is whether you're an HR leader in the organization, whether you're an executive or even a leader of a team, we serve that insight to companies in real time. So the ability for leaders to hear the feedback of their employees immediately is a lot better than what companies seem to be doing today when they do a large survey, waits three weeks to get data, HR sits on it for a while and then gets it to leaders. Getting it in real time allows the leaders to actually be responsive and support the engagement and performance of their teams. Rob, has this only been released in your area in Toronto? Has it been like Canada-wide or North America-wide? No. So today we have employees in over 60 countries that use the platform. I think we're about 14, 15 languages at the moment. And we have offices and employees in Denmark, Toronto, London, UK, and even in India as well. So started in Toronto, not very sunny here uh, today, but we, uh, do, we work with global organizations. So with you being in so many countries... You know, a lot of countries have different cultures. How does that play into your platform, how that works for different countries and different cultures? Yeah, it's a good point. There definitely has to be some sensitivity in terms of, you know, what are the questions that you ask and even understanding how people provide feedback. Great example, you know, a lot of companies that will do these types of employee surveys or get feedback, what they'll do is they'll ask people to rate their leader one out of five or something like that. In some cultures, they just don't rate people. It's just something they would never do to their manager if they were feeling that way. So sometimes we do things like use icons, like, do you feel sunny? Do you feel rainy or cloudy? And even other things, there's some, you know, in some cultures, when you have a thumbs up or a thumbs down, that's offensive in other cultures as well. So it's always just being culturally sensitive and even being localized in terms of languages that you use to make sure whatever you're doing is relevant to that company, wherever their employees sit. So Rob, as you know, there's like a lot of competitors for you in this space. 
why, how would you convince a company to go with your, your software? Yeah, so typically what we hear from our, our customers, the reason why they love the Worktango experience and platform is one, quite different is that employees don't need accounts. They don't need on their phone. We really remove a lot of the, any barriers for employees to provide feedback. So they don't have to log into an account. And when you do that, that level of anonymity goes away. So people really like the ease of use from an employee standpoint. And also what they're able to do is they can take all the data and insights that they get. And in real time, they can actually divide it and split it up to see in unlimited ways. So if they want to look at information and stack rank their departments or countries or leaders, they can easily start pinpointing with robust data, dashboards and analytics that we have. And one thing that really makes us unique is it's not just getting ratings from employees and looking at the quantitative items. Uh, We actually use IBM and their Watson technology, which is natural language processing. And we'll take thousands of employee comments and in real time, let people know what were the themes or the sentiment, what employees were feeling. It's a good way to, it's quite different than typical employee engagement surveys, other things as well. I think the last thing that makes us really different is companies use our platform for whatever purpose they want in an unlimited fashion. So customers don't only use us to do more frequent engagement pulses in their organization, they use it to get feedback on change management in the organization, major business transformation, feedback about their leaders. Some use it just immediately if they wanted to get feedback about a major event that happened in the company or after a merge and acquisition. So it's quite unique where you can customize the questions, the categories, the way you see reporting, and people really like that flexibility to be able to use in an unlimited fashion. Our employees, do they go on there as anonymous or they put their names? How does that work? Yeah. So the beauty is we actually have the all the employee data on the back end. So we don't have to ask them any questions like what their name is, who their leader is, or any you know what department they live in, which is actually a better employee experience in general. It cuts down a lot of the questions, but their feedback is anonymous. So when our customers go into the platform to look at insights and see what the sentiment of the organization is, there is no way to individualize responses, what we call our anonymity threshold. So for example, you know, maybe a smaller company might have an anonymity threshold of five. And as you start filtering down all the data, if there isn't five responses, we don't share that insight. Some companies are seven or 10 or 12, depending on how large they are. But we, we call it our employee promise. It's something we ensure that all the feedback that companies are getting are not individualized and anonymous for sure. So have you ever had a company come back to you and say, well, you know, we really don't trust this platform because everyone's anonymous and they're just saying what they want to? Well, I mean, it's kind of a battle of um, sitting on the other one side of the fence. Typically, if you send it from, you know, an organization, you're not going to get real feedback. And most companies actually prefer to get real honest feedback, even if it is brutal. And those are the ways that we continually improve, find gaps in our company. So we find that most companies that choose to work with us are actually looking for that. They want that level of anonymity. And, and sometimes it's not going to be great feedback, but that's how we get better, right? By finding out what we're not doing well, as opposed to always the positive. Have you found that a certain industry is using your platform more than the other, like maybe tech uses it more or manufacturing uses it more? Yeah, it's a great question. It's so interesting, not only with, you know, last company in HR technology, and this one was revolving around employee feedback and, and engagement. We work with so many different industries, retail, financial services, people that aren't at computers every day. And what we found is that it really, what it came down to, not a particular industry, it was companies that actually cared. Like if the leaders in that organization, HR leader or executives, were interested in this, wanted to drive engagement, wanted to get feedback, it really didn't matter what industry it was. Like we work with law firms, we work with major consulting firms. We're kind of playing in all spaces. So there isn't one that stands out that say we do really well with, you know, one type of industry. And typically you would think it's companies that are always in front of computers or online. We work with companies that have people in the field all the time, providing feedback on their mobile device. So uh, I always like to say if companies really care about 
hearing the voice of their employees and you know, improving engagement in their company. Typically, it doesn't matter the size or the industry. Rob, can you tell us your definition of employee engagement? That's a good question. So the way I'd answer that is what I call working with purpose, right? So when I say working with purpose, if you're finding purpose in your job, whether that's learning, whether it's driving the, the purpose or the mission of the organization, I think that's what real engagement is. That's when you have employees that are involved, they're invested, and they're going to do the things for the betterment of the organization um, and, and ideally themselves as well. So interestingly enough, I believe that so much that when we created WorkTangle, we actually didn't create a mission because we believe missions end and everyone has a mission. But instead, we created our passion. That was to improve lives at work. So when we're hiring with people at WorkTangle, we're looking for people that are focused on that passion. They're part of that purpose of growing the organization and improving lives at work. And I find when people have that frame of mind, that's employee engagement to me, hands down. Rob, how do you market WorkTangle? Is this word of mouth? Do you have an ad campaign similar? How do you go about marketing it? I mean, because I mean, you're having some fantastic growth. Yeah, so we've been very lucky to not invest a lot in terms of sales and marketing. We have you know happy customers that do a lot of referrals. You know, we've been in, in the HR technology and HR consulting space for collectively with my co-founder and I over 22 years. So we had a kind of really good network that we lean on. As we grow, we know we're going to have to do more of that. But we've been very lucky with having a lot of inbound companies come to us that have either worked with us in the past, connections we have, or referrals from our current customers. So you'll probably see more of Tango in the next little while as we get more, you know, get larger and grow. Today, it's been, you know, knock on wood, very, very positive in terms of people coming to us. Rob, talk some about the 2018 Top Global Employee Engagement Influencer Award you received. Yeah, so it was shocking to me as well. You know, a nice honor. There's an organization out of the UK that put, does a lot around the employee engagement space, and they do the Employee Engagement Awards. And part of that process is they put out that list uh, last year. And I'm actually not sure if it was the first time, but I was on the list last year and this year. And, and I just, I... You know, it's nice to get recognized for it, but it's also cool to see the other people that are waving the same flag, right? We all believe in it. We're all trying to help companies do that, whether it's using technology or other process. And it's just a, it's a great way to highlight what great organizations or people are doing. And I've met so many great connections through it and just pleased to be on that list. Yes, that's great, Rob. Rob, can you tell us about time you were successful in the past, what you learned from this and what our listeners can learn from the success of yours in the past? Uh, yeah, so I've been pretty, I don't know if you want to call it lucky, but uh, I've been part of three high growth companies. And one of the things that I've learned, whether it's running that organization like WorkTangle or being a leader of a team or department, is that what made it successful was surrounding ourselves with good people, right? It's hard if you have to move people around, but if you don't have the great people with you to be successful, I think that's where you're going to fail. And, and that's where I think we found success is finding fantastic people they were passionate and engaged to our earlier conversation. And one concept that I've always used from a, a book out there, Good to Great, from Jim Collins, was start with who, then what. Right? That was a concept that he discussed and talked about, that anytime we're building a team, a company, a project, let's find the people that are passionate. We can teach, teach them skills. But that's what success was, surrounding ourselves with fantastic individuals. Isn't it amazing that even today, some people don't realize how important having great people around you is? It's, I never understood that. Yeah. And, uh, and you know what? When it's, and we used to have some... You know, some concepts and companies we've had in the past where you hire slow and fire fast. And, and it's not meant to be brutal or rude, but it only gets harder over time, right? If you don't have the right person, right passion and engagement, it, again, it's going to just get harder over time. So, uh, you know, it's challenging decisions sometimes, but if you don't have those people, uh, it's so hard to succeed. Especially if you're in a startup, it gets even magnified, I think. 
Yeah, like think about that. If you're a 10-person company and one person isn't on board, that's 10% of your organization that you know isn't aligned to what you're trying to accomplish. And actually, that's what's, what's wonderful is we have a lot of large companies that use WorkTango, but even some of the smaller ones, when you start looking at insights by individual leaders and can deal with that issue right away, they're the lifeblood of that company, right? So it's, it's great to get that insight uh, about your leaders as well. So I just thought of another question for you. Has there been a time when companies come to you and you say, you know what? You're missing and your costs are only really in, in, uh, aligned with what we want to do. And you'd like to basically like disqualify a potential customer. Yeah. So we, um, you know, in our early days, we were a, you know, a lot smaller and we had a company, a large organization that wanted to work with us, but they were very bullish on using paper. And that was doing paper surveys, getting those things faxed or mailed over or some in some fashion. And just our philosophy around speed of getting feedback in real time to make sure it's really anonymous through a platform was something we weren't uh, weren't aligned with and chose not to do. And, and again, when you're starting up and there's a large organization that's pushing you there, it's easy to you know falter on your morals and change your approach. But we stood tall. We said we weren't going to do it, and we basically turned them away. Yeah, I had a couple of times like that too. When companies wanted like everything for HR, like be like hard copy employee handbook, like hard copy everything. I like you know, I had to turn them away. Like no, that's not what we're doing. We're trying to do a digital, try to be paperless, and they went on board. So, but it's tough when you like really have no customers. You're brand new. Like man, you just think all, all that money that they would bring in, or how it could help you grow the company. But you got to say no. And I find like it's okay to challenge companies too. Like just the fact you've been doing it all the time doesn't mean it's still the right thing to do. But also like our world's changing around us, right? You you can barely go to a bank and talk to a human being anymore, right? Like the way we're working as consumers is changing as well. And companies need to start making that move. So, you know, it was hard to turn it away, but especially at that time, super early stage, a couple of years back, but um, it was the right thing to do. Definitely. Rob, next, talk about time you failed in the past, what you learned from this failure and what we can learn from this failure you had. My gosh, times I've failed. How much time do you have? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, uh, and, and, you know, in no way am I trying to tie it to the last question, but, you know, failed in hiring right? Brought on the wrong people before. And, and again, I learned you can't teach passion and motivation to people. Um, they have to come with that or they're in an environment where they feel that. So I've learned now that, again, very diligent in hiring practices, making sure we hire the right people. If we don't, then let's fix that right away. But made that mistake a lot earlier in my career, not bringing on the right individuals or bringing on someone because we you know, needed someone. And the one rule we use is just never waver right? If this isn't the right person, we're so confident it's number one, then don't make the hire. So it's, a, it's you know, similar to what I succeeded in the past, but I've succeeded because I learned from these failures many times earlier in my career. Yes, I think a lot of people think they're hiring experts, but they're really not. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think I know like one hiring expert, you know, it's like, it's like hit and miss sometimes. It's, you might, some, some might have a great interview, but then, you know, not be a fit. You just got to do the best you can, I think. Rob, can you talk about someone who's helped in the past and how they helped you? Yeah, so early stage of, of Work Tango, I was actually for moving from uh, Achievers to Work Tango. I was living in the UK. I was playing hockey out there, like good Canadian people do, and met someone there who was just a friend who was from Toronto as well, playing hockey. And when I chose to move back to Toronto, start up the organization, my friend Samir, who I played hockey with there, was a developer and he was very interested in what we were doing. And he was willing to build the first versions of the platform basically for free. He was, again, passionate about what we were doing, wanted to help. As a startup, I mean, you know, we, we weren't funded. We bootstrapped this organization. So it was really helpful to start seeing a product, being able to beta it with people that we didn't have to really invest a lot of dollars into. And it's just, I mean, couldn't have, I don't know if we could have done it without him. And what's fantastic about this story is over the last couple of years, he's still been around and he's finally a full-time employee, Tango. So 
it's just a great kind of story about, you know, someone willing to help out just so valuable to us. And we can't say thanks enough. That is a great story, Rob. Rob, tell us something about you yourself. Most people don't know, like your family, close friends know this, but most people that see you day to day don't know this about you. I used to play guitar in a metal band. So that's not a lot of people know. I used to have a beard like you and I do a lot of stuff back in high school and university. Still listen to that stuff, but most people don't typically uh, know that about me. And then I think more specific to, you know, let's say the world of work. So I'm actually a marketer by trade. So I went to school for business, marketing, worked in marketing agencies. And what was interesting is that when I sat in large organizations I was working with as a marketer, it, you know, it was nice to see large companies, but they were moving a little too slow. It was something that I didn't want for myself. And that's why I've worked with high growth, you know, smaller organizations most of my career. What happened is when I started working in the HR space, all the concepts and principles around marketing, which is understanding consumer behaviors, why they make decisions, how do you motivate them, etc., those completely got, it was just a change in mindset about we should be doing this for our employees. So all the theories of human motivation and why they do things, the passion just took over when it came to the workplace and how do we make the workplace better. And that's why for the last you know, 16 years now, I've been on the HR technology, HR consulting side of things, uh, but it all came from what I studied, which was marketing originally back in school. Yes. Rob, I understand you have a couple of books you recommend for our listeners. Yeah, so I kind of gave it away earlier, but the, the Good to Great book by Jim Collins, just great advice for growing companies, whether it's your company or your teams. We used to give that to every single employee at our last organization to rally people around, understanding some of the concepts, why we're doing things, why we need to move fast, etc. I think that's a great book. And the other one I want to recommend is if no one's read Delivering Happiness. It's the Tony Shea book from Zappos. I love it because it's about how they delivered happiness as originally a company selling shoes that eventually got bought by you know, Amazon for over a billion dollars. But their whole focus was delivering happiness to customers. And I think those concepts, if we take that exact same concept of how we treat our employees, I think companies need to start building ideals around that and culture around those types of things. So those are my two recommendations that I I guess every, every couple of years, just reread so I don't, I don't forget. A lot of companies, they'll say, well, take care of the customer. I'm going to believe they'll take care of your employees and the employees will take care of the customers even better. Exactly, right? <laughs> Rob, understand you have something for our listeners. Yeah, so uh, two things. is um, One thing is we, you know, we do offer our customers or any new customer one month free trial of the platform. Uh, so they want to get on, start getting insight, seeing the value of it and not have to pay in, you know, in that month want to offer to people in your community. I just obviously appreciate being a part of it. And maybe what I actually will sell, I just spent the last six months writing what I call the guide to activating employee voice. A lot of time, research, insight, conversations with organizations and put together this, uh, it's quite lengthy. It's about a 36 page guide, but it's really building the concepts and ideas on how do we move away from what companies typically do annually, like you know, engagement surveys and recognition and performance management and thinking about how do we activate voice more frequently in companies. So maybe I can send you a link to that and you could share with everyone. Yes, that'd be great. Okay. Rob, can you share your social media links either for yourself and your company so people can reach out to you? Sure. So personally, uh, at Rob Catalano, so Rob and then C-A-T-A-L-A-N-O. If you want to email me, rob at worktango.io. And then for the organization, you know, worktango.com is our website and work underscore tango our twitter handle so we, we didn't get the work tango twitter handle so we got to get that soon and for our listeners the links to everything rob has talked about will be in our show notes rob we're coming to the end of our talk can you provide any last minute advice and wisdom on any subject you'd like to cover with our listeners 
Yeah. So I think, I think a lot of your listeners, obviously being in the HR space, some of the advice and some of the things I'm really focusing on right now is as three major points that I walk a lot of our companies through. One is view the world with a consumer lens, right? We have to look at them as consumers, the experiences they have, the technology they use, and our workplace can't be something that's falling behind. So I think one is let's look at the world as employees, as consumers, and we'll treat them a lot differently. The second is we need more agile in our approach, right? Again, the annual surveys, the annual performance management reviews, it's not as frequent as our employees work and, and how fast our organizations are going. So definitely get more agile. And I think the last one, and this is what I've seen, especially building more Tango, is you have to leverage your managers. If you want a lot of this stuff to work in terms of getting more agile, building that consumer mindset, your managers are the bridge between what your company is trying to accomplish and your employee behaviors every day. So whatever you can do to include your leaders, provide them insights, get them, again, what we do, employee voice in real time, make them part of goal setting and organizations. They're so important in making sure that your employees are engaged and performing. And most people, again, leave leaders, not their organization. So those are the three things I'm really bullish on in terms of uh, the HR space today. Uh, you bring up a great point. A lot of people talk about uh, like uh, engaging and empowering employees. Well, I think oftentimes managers get left out of that. You know, Oftentimes, I think people get to empower the managers also. Yeah, and, and we forget managers are employees too, right? They're employees as well. They don't, they're not any magic beast. In fact, they have it more challenging sometimes because they're, they're doing two roles usually. Yes. Rob, thank you for your time today. We really appreciate it. I know you have a business schedule and I appreciate your time today. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Have a great rest of the day. Yes. So listeners, thank you for your time as well. And remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Kavnis HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit KavnisHR.com or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook at Kavnis HR. Thanks again, and be great every day.